0: Time now for our Ask the Doctor segment, giving our listeners the opportunity to have Dr. Cole address their specific sports injury issues. Very easy to submit a question. Just go to our website. It's sportsmedicineweekly.com. On the homepage, you're going to find a link underneath the photo of Dr. Cole and yours truly on the right side of that homepage. Just click on that link and you can submit your question. So Dr. Cole got a couple good ones from our listeners who have written in to us. First one, Dr. Cole, is there an age cutoff for cartilage respiratory?
1: restoration surgery in the knee. So it's a great question because I often get asked by my patients, you know, what's too old to actually offer an alternative to a knee replacement or to any joint replacement for that matter, Steve. We have amazing technologies that don't involve metal and plastic. The challenge is it's a little bit less about the chronologic age, you know, the absolute age of an individual, but it's the, what we call the physiologic age. In other words, what's the condition of their joint? So the reason we don't do as well in older people, when I say older, um, you know, I fall into that category. This, is, These are individuals over the age of 40, is that when they present with knee pain, the the extent of, or elbow pain or shoulder pain or other, the extent of cartilage loss is actually well beyond what we can do with some of these other techniques. The flip side is that we actually have great solutions that, you know, metal and plastic isn't the worst thing. It just sounds ominous for a patient and, and they're not ready mentally to go through it, but sometimes that's the only the only solution. But I will say, in fact, I had a patient last week, a, a 51-year-old, very active guy. He weighs about 150 pounds. He's 6 foot. He's extremely fit. He's a triathlete and he's, he just can't run and has a very specific problem where he's missing his meniscus. But the rest of his joint is perfect. You know, it's a little bit of a unicorn because usually at that age there's more disease, but that particular patient, for example, will be a great one for what we call a meniscus transplant where we can actually do something that's not metal and plastic. In fact, if I refer to a guy like that to my partners with joint replacements, they would never want to re- replace it. So it's the nature of the disease than is the age, but truth be told, the, the condition of our joints actually gets worse as we age. And that's just an unfortunate consequence of living and, and how some say uh, it sounds it sounds terrible, but some say we're sort of rotting from the inside out, which sounds terrible. But that's as we age, we get lots and lots of changes. And uh, those are things we can't really control.
0: Okay, good stuff. Uh, next question and final question of the show. Uh, from a listener, Dr. Cole, I've been told I have a partial rotator cuff tear. I'm
1: not ready to have surgery. Should I look into an
0: injection? You
1: know, Steve, this is a good, uh, the last qu- uh, listener's question, this is a good segue into this one because if I were to get an MRI in an individual every 10 years, there would be progressive changes of no tear to maybe some fluid in the tendon to a partial tear to a full tear and most people who walk around with rotator cuff tears never know they have one uh, until they start to get pain and then they get an MRI and in fact there's probably you know six million people or more walking around over the age of 60 or 65 who have rotator cuff tear but we don't repair six million people a year we repair like Two hundred fifty to 300,000 a year. And that's because people really adapt to their condition. So, to that point, for this listener, injections actually could be very helpful. Uh, and I'm not talking repeated injections, I mean, sometimes a single steroid injection with six to eight weeks of physical therapy can get someone who has symptoms and has a partial tear on an MRI to do extremely well and never need surgery. So the rotator cuff is one area in the shoulder that we have lots of leeway to actually get people better and help them avoid surgery. Then that's because we know so much about the natural incidence of these things. They're all around us. They're everywhere. And it's only a small percentage of people who get symptoms. And that's usually because they're out of balance. And I'd say two-thirds of the time, we can actually get them in balance uh, with physical therapy and an injection and get rid of their symptoms.
0: Okay, final question for Dr. Cole. Dr. Cole, do you have any tips for staying on track with your nutrition during a busy work workday often turn to quick
1: junk food around the office? Oh, this is one I'm a, I'm a pro at Steve. Um, I would say that um, meal prep is sort of the, the key answer. And You know, what happens is like people go for the path of least resistance, they just start grabbing things that are available because they they don't have food available to them quickly. And, you know, I probably, you know, one of my, the worst habits is we're just working all day seeing patients doing surgery. So I will go in between cases or in between patients and I always bring meals with me during the day. Um, because you know the, the problem is if you're waiting to order something it may not come especially now with you know it can be a challenge for delivery and you get don't get what you want just not enough if you just plan ahead so I use Sundays to plan for the week and um, uh, I take something every single day and I take things that are small, you know, snacks. So it could be fruit that has, you know, while it has carbohydrates, it's got fiber, so that's that combination is the best. Um, uh, almonds, um, celery, uh, uh, either peanut butter or almond butter. Um, things like that that can kind of carry me through the day sometimes it will be just a a bag of popcorn um, and and then uh, a salad with chicken or whatever you know frankly you can do a whole lot better by bringing food from your home than you'll ever be able to do eating out during the day and it's one of those things you kind of make sure you have enough of it And the other thing is always having a water bottle around where you know I try to drink a gallon of water a day a quart you know two quarts in the first half of the day and two in the second half of the day and I always have it by my computer when I'm working and um, that has probably been the the best mechanism for me to stay away because there's tons of junk typically in an office setting now obviously a lot of us working from home and so forth but I still go in and there's things on the counter that people bring gifts they bring treats and so forth and when you're hungry you lose all your discrimination so much better uh, to uh, just bring it with you plan ahead for the week and, and keep some variety so you don't get bored
0: Dr. Cole, sounds great. Want to remind everyone they're invited to tune in to our Sports Medicine Weekly podcast available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can listen to both current and past shows. Dr. Cole, we hope you have a uh, great week. You and your patients and your family talk with you again next Sunday at 7 a.m. for a new edition of Sports Medicine Weekly.